All right, now you boys can start talking. When? I live on an island. Mm -hmm. Do you? Beach, Did you live on an island? Oh, it, I, so I'm so happy for you. You live on an island in Hawaii. Good for you. You feeling it, aren't you? You feeling it right now? You feeling that 6,000 miles worth of protection? That you okay, have? I, I want to say respectfully, I feel like I'm just as much of an asshole when you're sitting next to me. Because that's the level of friendship I feel comfortable with you. I will we, we, ponder that. I will ponder that, and I will comment <laughs> later in the program. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna mull that statement over. I like how I have to have you get. You, I will comment. I just like how I have to get you guys to just shut up for like five, ten seconds, so we can start the show, and then let you know we continue bitching at each other. That's that's my highlight already of this. It's not bitching. It's 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 what's the word for it? I only I, we talk during the week, me and Kev, because we're such dear friends. But you know, this is our real time to you know. Go out one another. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. This is like, yeah, I communicate with both of you, you yeah. know, during the week. At, usually about something or during some at some point. I mean, we just had Comic-Con last week, which I presume we're going to talk a little bit about this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Comic-Con at home or whatever the fuck. There were so many fucking names for it. It's like COVID. Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's. It's the Chinese convention, you know. It's the, I was I was getting confused it's the on how, con flu. I was getting confused you know, on how much was out so there. So many names. Yeah, I got so confused with names. how many conventions were going on because of all the different names and uh, all of them. Holy yeah. crap! Can we? Well, before we get into that, and we should because it was it was on on the one hand brilliant. Yes. On the other hand. A goddamn disaster. Yes. So uh, we should say that this is a Geek Stuff TNG episode 599. Yeah, baby. Yes. Or as we call it, the last episode ever. Uh, <laughs> because no doubt one of us will have something terrible befall us before we're able to complete episode 600. So <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense at this point, right? It, I mean, the way the luck of this program has run for nearly 20 years, yep, that's exactly what will happen. Do you remember the, um, do you remember the but, exact date of episode number one? I don't. You'll have to ask OG or look in the archive yeah. because the file is dated, I think. I have to look that up. I o, OG will, will know. Uh, you, you need people in the front office to answer those questions. For sir. sure. I'm just... I'm just the talent, <laughs> so I don't know those things. Um, but uh, we're going to open right out of the gate uh, by saying that uh, we don't have a title for this episode yet, but undoubtedly we will. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's and I, I want to correct uh, West Coast God is joining us on the Instagram. It's almost twenty years. I don't think it's quite twenty yet. I think it's close though but i don't We're know like 18 i think still i i think it's it's probably more than that but i i honestly i i just don't i know it's close to don't worry when it gets to 20 there'll be much hoopla when it's exactly 20 it'll be there'll be a big thing about it i'm sure we a we gonna even send out a press release for that one because 20 <laughs> years is a big deal 600 good too you know yeah. not for nothing and we're actually using our 600th episode to complete the rebranding uh, process. So hopefully uh, we will have all of that stuff in place. 
Yes, and I'm trying to figure it out as you were chatting. Um, I have, assuming everything is correct here, um, March 30th, 2006 was the posting of the very first episode. It's got to be longer than that. No, it's definitely longer than that. Yeah. So we, did you, we had the 15-year banner three years ago. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe, it was, maybe that's just when it was posted to that ser- like a new server or something like that. So, so definitely an OG-related uh, uh, question. Yeah, you, need to, yeah, you really should ask uh, OG about that because it feels like it has to have been longer than that. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think if we were. I think we were doing the show at that point. On color iPods, very, very popular. For, I would think. I would think. I would think three. Okay. Maybe 2003. Oh, I honestly damn. don't know. I don't All know. Right. You know what we can do? We can. Um, we can. Uh, we can text OG and find out. Because he did make a 15-year banner a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> so we'll try to do the math. One assumes that he knows the dates and got it right. I'll actually, I'll, I'll shoot him a text uh, during the break. I can't Sounds do good. it because every, or one of you shoot him a text uh, and see if he responds um, and tell him we're taping and we need the information. Yeah. Uh, because every device I own is bringing uh, this broadcast to you right now. So No problem at all. Um, but boys, if you how- both do it, he might answer because you know that's that's <laughs> so, two requests. He might actually that. respond. Mm-mm. Uh, boys, otherwise, how is uh, how is everyone doing? I've been uh, um, working, kind of just doing more stuff in the house, nothing fun, trying not to catch the Rona. And um, uh, let's see, I did finish prop culture. I, yeah, we I, talked about that last week, yeah, but I, I didn't finish, the, I didn't finish the last episode. So oh, oh, oh. when it had the surprise interview towards the end, I just which was which was the last episode with the Muppets. Oh right! It was just uh, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, wanted to watch The Martian, but I didn't get a chance to uh, to do that. I didn't realize it was directed by Ridley Scott. I think I, I might have forgotten about that. But that's on my uh, my queue of stuff to watch. But uh, that's really it. Trying to and I, I don't know if you saw Big Kev, but I did a little live stream with our Discord folks. Uh, yeah. uh, yesterday tried to do it on uh, Twitch on our on our channel, which I'm trying to get going, uh, but failed miserably. So I I just did it with uh, YouTube and, and our Discord folks. We had like three people join us just to kind of get the ball started. It was absolutely well, last there, second. These are these are things that will you know will be happening as we move into the new geek stuff TNG experience for sure for sure. So I mean, <clears throat> it <laughs> theoretically will not get any worse. So that's that's what I'm hanging well, my head on. One would one would scarcely believe that was possible. One would. Uh, one so would. there's that. S- Senor uh, Kev, I want to say hi to Ooh. Will, who is joining us. Uh, Will is one of our Patreons. You should become one of our Patreons. And how can they do that, Mister Sandwich? You can go over to patreon.com forward slash geeksftng to take part in the wonderful uh, Patreon content we got going on right now. At the $1 tier, you get access to Discord and talk to lovely folks like Monty and sometimes me. Uh, 
A few I dollars in there, like once in a while. <laughs> once every blue and red moon. Quarterly uh, is not uh, once I in a while. I pop in there every time. Quarterly box mentions me. I get a little tag that says I. Quarterly I've been doesn't count, sir. So at when the, I the, uh, I pop in there to see if he's if he said something worth commenting on. I just want to say what actually happens is we bring our laptop into Big Kev's office in the in the building, and we say you're needed for uh, Discord. He's like, oh, and then he gets on Discord. Anyway, so the three dollar tier, you get the early bird special, where you get the show usually Tuesday nights, you know, unless something happens, and then access to the prep sheet. So that's always fun. At the five dollar tier. You get the weekend bonus show hosted by yours truly, Senor Sandwicho, where I talk about things uh, important to me and then, you know, just kind of on the spot uh, general thoughts of the sandwich. I, I think in and Spanish, you also get, I think in Spanish, your name would be El Taco, El Taco <laughs> or Burrito or, you know, there's many different uh, versions of sandwich. Uh, you also get two monthly episodes of Yield uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And at the $10 tier, you get to see Instagram Live, where you can see the wonderful shenanigans of Geeks of TNG, where I feel like the magic truly happens, you know, when we're not recording, because we're more, you know, free and It relaxed, really is, guys. You know? It really is a shit show. <laughs> it's, in the what you're way. missing, actually, is Sandwich feeling 6,000 miles of safety <laughs> distance between he and I, and, you know, he can then... Uh, you know, just poke and prod and just, uh, you know, just get away with it because I'm here, but you know, I won't be here forever. I won't be here forever. And even I if know. I die here, sandwich, I'm going to come back and haunt you. I believe it. That's sweet. I have boxes at uh monk. <laughs> I have boxes. If you want to go pick up some. <laughs> Oh, thanks. He's still All working right. for Sideshow after death. From uh, from beyond the grave. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you been over to the uh, the Big Kev's, uh, the Geek Stuff TNG mailbox? There's boxes no, over there. No, I, I have not. I will get there uh, this week. Okay. All right. Don't worry. It's just stuff I sent. Uh, boys, anything right. else to hit on before we uh, jump into the prep sheet here? How about uh, the squeeze? What about the squeeze? Oh, you said, is there anything else to hit on? Today, we got the 2020 Emmy nominations, the 72nd nominations, uh, which is going to be, um, you know, a bit different this year. It's going to be we've, streaming. Uh, we've, we've lost the sandwich. He's totally done. He was right as he was drinking, so I think he might have did a spit take or he burnt his nose. Okay. It could, be, it could be he's laughing in relief that I didn't go his direction with that. No, I think I think it was just it was right as the spit take was happening or about to happen. So uh the ceremony is gonna be happening uh Sunday, September 20th, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel uh in a streaming like format. As I mentioned, God knows how they're gonna be able to manage all of that. Um, but we have the nomination for some of the the bigger categories. Uh there's God, there's so much for us to um to hit on, uh, let's start with uh, there was the drama, uh, outstanding drama series, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Handmaid's Tales, The Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession. Oh wow, a lot of lot of us stuff in there. Exactly, that's why I wanted to hit that one uh, first. Um, mm -hmm. We don't really care about variety talk show so much, um, reality show not at all. Um, 
You got like actor, actress. Yeah, lead actress in a comedy. drama series, Olivia Coleman in The Crown, Jodie Comer in Killing Eve, Ozark's Laura Lindley, Killing Eve's Sandra O, oh, and Euphoria Zendaya. Uh, actor in a drama, Jason Bateman in Ozark. Zen- Zendaya is Mary Jane in the current Spider Man movie. Very true. Yes. Uh, Jason Sweet. Bateman in Ozark, Sterling K. Brown in This Is Us. Uh, Steve Carell in The Morning Show, uh, Brian Cox's Succession, Billy uh, Porter's Pose, or was, yeah, Pose, uh, Jeremy Strong's Succession, uh, Comedy, mm, we don't need to hit on that. Uh, no, no, what's, what's in comedy? Uh, outstanding Lead Actor, we have Anthony Anderson in Blackish, Don Cheadle, Black Monday, Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Comiskey Method. Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek and uh, Rami Youssef in Rami. Uh, lead actress, Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. Uh, Rachel Brosson, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Linda Carlini, Dead to Me. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek. Isa Ray, Insecure. And Trace Ellis Rose in Blackish. Uh, There's just so much. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a limited TV series. Or TV movie, Jeremy Irons in Watchmen, Hugh Jackman in oh. Bad Education, Paul Meskel, Normal People, Jeremy Hope, Hollywood, Mark Ruffalo, I Know This Much Is True. Oh. So some heavy hitters, some very, uh, uh, right. some standout shows, a few nods for uh, Mandalorian, Apple TV has been mentioned. <laughs> and some of the was was that the Mandalorian's only uh, award nomination? I thought he got nominated for something. Outstanding drama series, yeah. Outstanding drama series, they were no- nominated for that. And I th- there's definitely more. Oh, it's saying they- it was saying it was nominated for 15 Emmys in total. Remember, there's so many damn categories that there's no way we're going to catch every single one. Well, I'm um, sure you know uh, music. Editing, all that. Yeah, I'm going to go through the list. Outstanding drama series, outstanding children's program with Star Wars The Resistance. This is everything Star Wars-y related. Um, Outstanding character voiceover performance for The Mandalorian. Uh, Outstanding guest actor in a uh, drama series. Outstanding uh, production design. Who Who was the nomination? Who was the nominee? For which one? The actor? Yeah. Best actor in a drama series. Uh, the Mandalorian Chapter Eight Redemption for Giancarlo Esposito as Giancarlo Esposito mm-hmm. as Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, uh, outstanding. Which cinemat- I, I find surprising because I thought he was kind of meh, but okay. Uh, outstanding cinematography for a single camera series, The Mandalorian Chapter Seven for Greg Fraser. Uh, outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes for The Mandalorian Chapter Three. Duh. Uh, outstanding single camera picture editing for a drama series, Mandalorian. Um, f- like two of them for chapter two and four. Uh, outstanding prosthetics uh, makeup for a series, Mandalorian chapter six. Well, Mandalorian is clearly going to win some Emmys, one would assume at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, Which is only going to strengthen the idea that... Uh, that John Favreau and um, uh, Dave Filoni should take over Star Wars from Kathleen Kennedy. 
I mean, this is pretty impressive. 15 um, and, and visual and just one that I think was that should have been really at the top of this list. Uh, special outstanding special visual effects for the Mandalorian chapter two for the child. Yeah, I think it's just worth yeah. pointing that one out for sure right there. Um, All right. So we got the Emmys coming up. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. See, I, I go back and forth on it, honestly, personally, like. Uh, I mean, I keep saying, and we both, all of us have said actually how it's like we're in a golden age of uh, television, but I, I don't really care when it comes to the award ceremonies uh, nearly as much. I, I, I really don't care if anything. I, I care just more of the, I may look to see like what TV shows might have done well the next day, just so I can try to actually watch those shows or catch up in case I miss the boat. That's it. That's fair. Um, but and award shows have their uses. This is true. Yeah. This is true. It happens. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that. We'll see what happens and kind of go from there. It'll be interesting, just how the hell they're gonna pull this off with uh, social distancing and everyone working from home. So, um, do we want to see? Speaking of uh, Star Wars and TV shows, I don't know if this is on the prep sheet because I can't look at it right now, but that rumor. You know, the one that we discussed over a year ago about Solo becoming a TV series mm -hmm. are flaring up again. Uh, and this time, the rumor is that it will not be focused on Han Solo, but it will be focused on Lando Calrissian. And I think, one, I think that would be great, except for a couple of things. Uh one is because there's no reason the guy who played solo wants to do it. I mean, there was a recent interview. Did we talk about that interview? Was yeah, we like talked about it. We talked about it last week. The guy seemed to me like he would do it. Number one. Number two, they're also part of the rumor was that Darth Maul, and we'll get to that story in a minute. Did that make the prep sheet? No. Ray Park. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but the rumor is also that Amelia Clark will figure prominently in this series. If they are going to go the direction of just it being about Lando, they had better call it the Calrissian Chronicles, which would make or the sense. Lando makes Chronicles, sense. whatever whatever he calls it in the movie. I think it's the Calrissian Chronicles. He's taping his little story. You know, mm -hmm. if they don't call it that, I think it's a fool's errand for them not to do that. That said, I think leaving Han out of it and not making it a solo series, I think is a mistake. All that aside, I think it's great that we're talking about even more Star Wars TV programming because they're because this this is only the latest one. They're talking about additional ones as well. And this harkens back to something that Sandwich and I were talking about either last week or the week before, which is that watching that show, The Gallery, shows you how they're going to be able to churn out these series um, uh, in, a, in a rather rapid fashion. And if the quality remains like Mandalorian does... It's going to be amazing. Why even go back and do a film? Or if you're going to do a film, I mean, at least you have enough time with TV where you can actually develop something good and we don't get a repeat of 7, 8, and 9, you know, which were dreadful. 
Also on the 7, 8, and 9 front, there are rumors going around that there were three edits, three cuts of this movie. I heard this rumor this week, too. There was the J.J. Abrams cut, the Kathleen Kennedy cut, and the George Lucas cut, Hmm. which apparently is a completely different film. So I don't know that if that's true or not. I know that George Lucas did have a, a, a bigger hand in in uh, the la- uh, not the last Jedi, the the rise of Skywalker. He had a bigger influ- or a bigger part of that than any of us know about than has been reported. And the same thing with the Mandalorian, apparently. He has been working through Dave Filoni um, to, to you know to kind of be an advisor and they're actually listening to him which is interesting, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff going on with Star Wars behind the scenes right now. We just don't have any... Unfortunately, what we don't have is any solid answers. We just have to sit back and wait and see what comes. But uh, it's it's all very... It, it's, it's like a precipice. Like, you can see, like, Mandalorian starts winning awards, like Emmy Awards. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a gateway drug for for disney to just go full in on t not that they aren't already but i mean just like let's do it all on tv or let's let's get more tv out there especially if they're able to do it the way they've done the mandalorian which is on a smaller scale uh you know not a movie budget but something that looks like it is Mm -hmm. it's a very exciting time it's like it feels like the sort of the calm before the storm we start getting hit with all these star wars things which i think is really great now downside did you guys hear anything about ray park no ray park is the actor who played um ball who played darth maul in episode one you remember him of course he also appeared as darth maul in solo and the rumor is that uh, you know and you know the character is involved in that era of Star Wars quite a bit. If you've watched the Clone Wars or Rebels, you know he's 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 a you know he's a powerful figure in, in those stories. Well now the rumor is that he's gonna be appearing in other live shows and they're gonna they're gonna thread that period together and Darth Maul is gonna be part of that. And it was expected that Ray Park would assume the role and one would assume that they would do a voiceover like they did for the movie. That was not Ray Park's voice because Ray Park is a very, you know, he's a much higher pitch voice and a very cockney accent. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you can imagine his line from Phantom Menace, it's like, Roy, we will now kill old the Jedi. You know, like <laughs> it's like that, you know, yeah, yeah. wipe them all out, you know, whatever his line was. And uh, they, you know, so one assumes that that's what would happen based on the fact that that's what people are saying. Well, Ray Park, depending on who you believe, either his Instagram was hacked or he's lost his fucking mind. And oh. there are good arguments on both sides. You can Google this. Uh, he's been saying a lot of stuff about his wife or his ex-wife. Um, he posted a picture of his wife. I don't know if it's a picture or a video um, of his wife, shall we say, engaging with him in an inappropriate for Instagram way. 
Oh, if you follow my meaning. And uh, yeah, and apparently like uh, someone said that his kids have also uh, uh, texted or tweeted or, or Instagrammed messages out saying their father is a terrible person. And all of this family drama is going on, which may in fact endanger Ray Park's participation as Darth Maul. Oh, really? Which would be a shame. But if he's been hacked and it can be proven and all that stuff, well, that would be one thing. But if this is him kind of the rest of his cheese sliding off of his cracker, um, <laughs> you know, you know, Disney won't have any part of it. I don't even know at this point if it's proven that it's not him. I don't even know at this point that they would bring Ray Park back. I think they would replace him. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's just the thought. But you you can Google it um, and see that, you know, it's inappropriate. You could see some of the tweets and responses that he's put out on his Instagram or Twitter or both. Um, and there there is a rumor going around that he was hacked, but I, I don't know. I haven't heard any more um, validity to that or not. So yeah. there you go. And there you go. All right. Well. That was fun. Um, what else we got well, going on? Um, it doesn't have to be fun, sir. It's the news. No, no, it's true. It's just like, you know, don't even know what to say to that. Like, that's just like so it's much sad. craziness. It is sad. It's, it is it's sad. sad. It's, um, it's sad because that's the world that we live in now. You, you know, ask, ask, uh, what's his name? Gun. Yeah. You know, ask him. I mean, you people... know, because he, he said stuff, you know, when Twitter was young. And he lost the job, got it back, but lost the job and all of this other harangue, you know, about stuff, inappropriate stuff. Don't get me wrong, but stuff that he said 20 years ago and stuff that he's disavowed, he disavowed it before it came out. And, you know, like it just that's you just got to assume everything that you do uh, with your devices, everything yep. is going to is is the possibility exists that somebody will get a hold of it and somebody will put it out in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. For all to see. Absolutely there. Um, let's go move on to some uh, fun stories. Uh, Rick and Morty season five. We got a first look clip of the upcoming uh, season of season five, uh, which came uh, from the virtual adult swim con. Which was again, it? What, it's hard. Was to it say. an animatic? I haven't seen it yet. Was it an? Was, so was it, it an was animatic? maybe two minutes. It uh, had full audio and full sound effects, but the visuals uh, were finished. were not finished. Like they're like the storyboards yeah. that are kind of moving. Yeah, it's animatics. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I have to look it up. Yeah, it's actually uh, two and a half minutes. I just clicked on it. Uh, just to check it out, uh, and it was really good. I mean, it's Rick and Morty, so you just know it's really good, and right away it kind of gives you like a really solid like like life lesson within the two minute, two and a half minutes right there. So, um, good stuff all around. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it'd be nice in a coronavirus world where we're gonna be stuck at home for quite a while to have more Rick and Morty. I mean, the rumor is season five is in the bag, and they're already working on season six. That's that's amazing. And at the same time, I think need to double check. I think South Park is actually coming back really soon um, as well. Uh, bu bu bum. 
I do not know. Was that over at South Park Con? Where they revealed that? Maybe. It's quite quite That's ridiculous. It's South Park Convention. Oh, South Park Convention. Sorry. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, sir. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out right now. I cannot figure it out, but uh, I'm pretty sure I saw a commercial um, for it. But I may be totally wrong. Actually, hold on. I'm trying to get it. Bum. I do not know. God. I wonder if those episodes will premiere on HBO Max at the same time that they premiere on Comedy Central. I don't know. I feel like they should. I don't know. All I know is they have a lot of material to work with. Maybe it's just me. Am I the only one who's like slightly worried that they are putting out not too much Rick and Morty, but they might get burned out on Rick and Morty a little soon? Am I the only one who's worried about that? I'm not you worried. are. I'm not worried. Here's why. Here's why I'm not worried. In in, in brief form, uh, because name an episode that didn't kill it. No, no, it's it's not that they're not all excellent episodes. It's just like, I'm wondering, like, are they just gonna stop worrying about not? Because I feel like this is just me. I think they're kind of done worrying about a story, and now they're just gonna throw out episodes, which is great because they put out fantastic content. But, like, how many seasons of Rick and Morty do you think we can realistically get if they're just plugging them out one after another like they've I, been I, doing recently? You know what I, I mean? Think, I think the show has legs. I think if the two of them and the rest of the crew can keep going the way that they've been going, I think we'll get a good a good bunch of Rick and Morty uh, uh, bef- before it's all said and done. For I sure. feel less so about the other show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell is it called? I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah. Um, that says a lot. But I, yeah, I, that does say it's, a lot. It's okay. It's okay. It's not Rick and Morty, though. And it's it's it takes such a huge bite out of trying to be Rick and Morty mm-hmm. that it's sometimes it's distracting. I, I mean, the, um, the one but thing... I also think Rick and Morty has more legs than Ren and Stimpy did. You know, yeah. and we know Ren and Stimpy went away and came back as a completely different show and not a good one. So, you know, I think it has more legs than that. I think if they keep churning out episodes that even come close to the Vat of Acid episode, you know, oh, do I think it'll go? Do I think it'll go Simpsons long? No, because it doesn't have that audience built in. It doesn't have an age range built in. Uh, like The Simpsons does. You can be seven years old or 77 years old, watch and enjoy The Simpsons. That is not true of Rick and Morty. There is definitely a more defined demographic. And yeah, eventually it probably will end. But I'm going to enjoy getting every bit of it that we can. Unless, of course, again, using the, the Ren and Stimpy example, unless it falls off a cliff. And quality wise one thing that's and i know what you're referring to sandwich when you say well there's no story like there's a, not a storyline going through it yeah you know it could just be you you've seen this show there could be an element in every episode that we see yep. that is part of a larger story that you have yeah. no idea about until they reveal how they're all related together and you know what's a great episode a, a great example of that that of acid episode because 
you know, it's not till the end when Rick explains everything that's happening. When you go back and watch it a second time, mm-hmm. and you now know what's happening in there, you you didn't expect any of that stuff. It's the same thing with them as a series overall. Just because you don't see evil Morty, or you don't have some uh, some sort of larger through line uh, through the episodes, you should not discount the brilliance of that show's ability to work within its own universe and to tie things together that you would never expect to be tied together it's, it, it, and it's not, effectively. It's not that I'm like, I, I don't know. How do I say this? I have absolute faith and trust in the people who are making Rick and Morty. I don't think that I, I it's not that I, I have a lack of trust or lack of faith in them. It's just like, it's, it was, it's still kind of weird for me where, you know, we had a story and we're kind of leaving it. You know, I, I'm, I don't know, you know, season five's not out, obviously, but we're going to be going two seasons without like addressing certain things. I feel like, which you is don't fine. know that. No, I don't know that. I, I just said I don't know that. What I'm saying is, it's been a while, and we've got nothing out of like that ending episode, with, like the evil Morty, or is Beth a fucking clone or whatever. But whatever, because for these kind of shows, you don't need a story. I'm not looking for the story. It's just weird that they tried a story, I feel like, for a season, and then they went back to their their kind I, of I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling everything in this show is connected. And there'll be there will be some massive like when they decide to end it, they will answer everything. There'll be like an hour-long episode where they literally will explain everything imagine it it's like lost except that it will make it'll sense, make, it'll make in the sense. End. yeah what, what so that's that's where i'm one at. thing i want to just say about the show at the same time is i think they're the way they are unveiling their episodes uh is a unique way which i think is actually helping with the longevity of the show forget the content for one second i mean uh south park was i feel like one of the the earlier ep, uh shows to unveil their new episodes in a different kind of format instead of doing the conventional, usual uh, uh, rollout. So I think just giving us like a little dash here, a little dash there kind of keeps excitement going um, and kind of it leaves us hungry for more content instead of just being like, okay, I'll pick it up whenever I uh, I want to. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Westworld, right. Westworld is a great example of how like I love that first season and I just didn't pick up Me, on it. I'm exactly the same with you on that. I think Westwood uh Westworld rather fell off a cliff in the second season and I have I haven't even finished the second season. I'm feeling the same way right now about Doom Patrol. I have no inspiration whatsoever to 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 get through season 1 even though I know season 2 will be coming sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening. I, what's that? It's happening. Oh, is it is it out now? It's go, it's coming out as we speak. Oh well, then I, you know that that tells you everything you need to know. I have I have less of a desire to finish season one so that I can get into season two. I'm going to do it. I'm going to force myself to do it. Um, but on the flip side, I can't wait for Friday what because Friday is Umbrella Academy season uh, two. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, and yeah. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, can't wait. That's good stuff. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, we take the good with the bad. We hope the good ones last forever, mm-hmm. and we hope the bad ones turn around. Let's, let's talk know? about something that uh, is back 
that I know will just warm your heart, Big Kev. Oh, because oh. Uh, G4 TV is going to be coming back sometime in 2021. Now, it's worth pointing out that that's kind of all we know. Uh, the network, if you want to call it that, is owned by Comcast. So it has a chance of going on to Peacock. I wouldn't be surprised if it um, is something that's just <laughs> streamed on Twitch or YouTube, maybe all of them. I can't imagine them getting a cable network uh, deal like they did the last time. It would make absolutely no sense. Um, and that's it. I mean, there's no word in terms of like the original uh, folks, as far as I'm aware. Maybe there'll be a press release uh, later on down the line. Um, original yeah. folks, you mean the original phonies? There might have Those been like, folks. I'm sure there was one or two people on there. There weren't, and that's just, and this is the whole point. You know, I was never a fan of G4 because I I can see the forest for the trees, you know. And we, you know, we said it for years. G4 was a phony front. It was a front. The only thing those I those guys, those guys weren't geeks those guys weren't true mm -hmm. come on dude the those only guys, thing no no you're right young good looking uh young good looking people with no diversity whatsoever oh that girl had purple hair and glasses <laughs> so what oh that guy uh, and, and most of the guys dressed and acted like hipsters uh and and if you called them on any of their content knowledge they knew nothing. And then there was the queen of them all, yeah. the queen of the phonies, uh, Olivia Munn, who we outed on this program as being a complete and utter fraud. I interviewed her at Sirius XM and we talked about her geek upbringing and how, you know, she used to play all kinds of video games and all that stuff and, you know, all these things she used to do. And then. One of the things that she's spoken about is how she played Dungeons and Dragons. And I, I, I believe what I said was, well, what class, you know, or what character did you play or what? And she just, uh, yeah, she just, uh, she went around the, the answer and completely didn't answer because she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about because she's never played D&D. &D. She's a phony. I mean, listen, listen. And the fact of the matter is, I'm sorry, I keep no, no, interrupting. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just that the we know about Olivia Munn. She's, she's, I mean, let, let, the only good thing I'm going to say about the original G4 was the fact that it did stream or stream, it did broadcast some of those electronic shows, which at the time wasn't really a thing. Like they weren't really streaming them on YouTube at the time. I, there was no Twitch. Uh, so that was one good aspect of G4. That was it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, above all, G4, I, I feel like the, yeah, the name holds weight, but it, it's a saturated market in terms of streaming geek culture. Where do they even have a home anymore at this point? I mean, they have the reputation, like you just said, of Olivia Munn and a lot of other people over there. So... And it's not like these these uh, uh, broadcasters, like these uh, Microsoft, the Sony's of the world, the Nintendo. They don't they don't need them to broadcast their content. The Marvels, the DCs, they don't need G four. So it's good. Like they're going to have to really pull out all the stops. The people on this program 
are more authentic than any person I ever saw on G4. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. And, you know, and, and this is the truth. And this is, and if you weren't, you wouldn't be here. So let's, let's just put that right out there. Um, because I don't tolerate that. And that's why I was so happy when I got to, uh, uh, when I got to out Olivia Munn as a fraud, Olivia Munn is a girl who may have seen some video games and played some things when she was a kid. Let's be honest though. Look at every picture of her at every age. She was a good-looking girl. She still is a good-looking girl. I never denied that she's a good-looking girl. But she's not good-looking enough, in my opinion. She's not good-looking enough to go mainstream without a shit ton of, of fans behind her. What's the easiest way to do that? Put on a Wonder Woman costume and sit in some cake. And you're not do a- funny things on a geek show when you where you're the only girl or one of the only girls, and you are by far the hottest one of those girls. Mm-hmm. So of course, it's like going to Comic Con in a sense, but a TV show, and everybody is girl. staring at the good-looking girl mm-hmm. because she's the good-looking girl, and, and you know, and and the fact that she's quote look at these air quotes into all of the stuff that they're into just makes her even hotter and so they blindly follow her they blindly promote her they blindly put her up on a pedestal until she ends up doing you know she ends up doing spots in movies i mean you know like magic mike I, Which, I, thankfully, you know, was we saw enough of Olivia Munn that we really never needed to see her again. And <laughs> when when she didn't take off, when she didn't become like uh, uh, the next Julia Roberts, she sputtered. No, 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 no. When she didn't become the next Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. you know what she did? She went to the well and she petitioned to play Psylocke in that disgrace. Uh, of a movie called Dark, uh, not Dark Phoenix, uh, a po- Age of Apocalypse. And don't forget the don't forget the beef she had with what was it the director afterwards? Oh, with any, anything Explain that will generate anything that will generate publicity. She, I, I don't remember who it was. She was having an affair with some other celebrity who was married. Anything to generate publicity because there's no such thing as bad publicity. And when you're a girl who just wants to be a Hollywood insider. And you can kind of, let's say, use your assets to get there. Mm-hmm. That that's who she is, you know. And this whole notion that she's a geek and she reads comics and she has a toy collection and you know, ha- and I've said this a million times: having a couple of toys on your desk at work does not make you a geek. Having read a few comic books doesn't make you a geek. Having uh, 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 even a, a passing knowledge of Marvel movies, just as a random example, doesn't make you a geek. Having all of those and having them in quantity and, 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 and having it be an actual part of your life and not a tool by which you manipulate the audience into thinking you're something that you're not in order to propel you to the level that you feel that you should be at is fraud. And that's what Olivia Munn is, a fraud. And if I may, just to conclude this, is. I always thought this was true, but I never had any proof. I don't mean about Olivia Munn. I mean about everything G4. Oh. I never had any proof. 
until OG and I and our respective others, we went to a G4 party at San Diego Comic-Con. We were invited. We went to a G4 party. And guess what? OG and I were the only authentic people in the room. It was a room full of guys dressed just like hipsters, but instead of the flannel being buttoned all the way up, it was partially unbuttoned, and you could see the Flash logo T-shirt uh, from that year oh, or cute. some other geek-inspired T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the girls had different color hair and clearly had glasses that were not prescription. They were just <laughs> They were just fashion accessories. And that's it. Even the party itself had no thematic elements that would lead you to believe that these people had any interest in any genre that we cover on this program or that is considered geek culture. It was a complete and utter fraud. OG and I were there. I don't think we were there for 15 minutes. I think there were some drinks had and I think we left Um, because I think they were free. So, which, 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 that's what you do at, at those things. So that's fine. The the only thing I want to just do to sum up is uh, the fact that it's worth. Uh, you shouldn't. You should know. Do a little homework on the 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 people you you're the podcasters you listen to the article the writers of of maybe your favorite uh, publication. Know you their yeah. know their background so you understand where they're coming from and and know uh, um, it, what they're talking about. Know if they're able. The points that they're making are actually valid. Uh, which will kind of help you just kind of come up with your uh, your own point of view at the same time. Um, I'm not a fan of G4 TV. I'm going to look at look check it out just so we could talk about it on this show. But um, I'm going to look at uh, I'm going to leave it at that because I, I don't know uh, what kind of future it's going to have uh, once it debuts. So we shall see. Um, guys, a few other things I really want to hit before we uh, can see, before we go to the break. Uh, I mentioned uh, the electronic show. It's being canceled. It's going to be streaming uh, this year. It's not on the prep sheet. Uh, the it's not a big deal for like the Sony's, the Samsung. What uh, electronic show? The uh, the one in Vegas, the Las Vegas um, uh, CES. Uh, oh show. right, okay. Uh, it, but for the smaller companies, that's going to be really unfortunate. So it's the same thing, kind of like what I said about like the 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 artist alley kind of folks from Comic Con and everything with the shows being canceled. Like they're they're the ones that are going to be taking big hits. So that's a little unfortunate. Uh, we had the Xbox showcase where they unveiled some games. I don't know if you guys had a chance <clears throat> to uh, check it out. Did they mention price point? Uh, the, it, it was it was just talking software, like the actual games that are coming out. Okay, we're, we're not getting anything else. Some of the trailers, rumor is six hundred. I heard a thousand. Okay, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somewhere well, somewhere somewhere in there is yeah somewhere in the middle is probably the truth. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean. Some of the trailers look good. I don't have that kind of investment like you guys do, but I'm intrigued to say the least. So there's that. A uh, few other trailers. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of Xbox, if I could just pop in here, Mr. Yes, Monty. sir. Go on. After what? Uh, sandwich three, four months. Uh, Rockstar finally updated Red Dead Redemption Two Online today uh, with a new uh, class, if you will, if you understand what a class is. <laughs> uh, Olivia, someone explain it to Olivia Munn. Uh, a new sort of class, a new outlaw pass, which is kind of a, a sort of like a goal-oriented uh, a thing that you do in the game. Bug fixes. Apparently, it's really, really good. 
So I uh, just wanted to put that in there. And you can find uh, me in the sandwich uh, enjoying a brief uh, jaunt into the Wild West this evening. There so. you go. Uh, some trailers. If he can stay awake. Some trailers I want to hit on. We have another Bill and Ted Face the Music trailer. This which, is the full trailer. This is the full trailer, yeah. which I did not like this one at all. <laughs> I oh. did not. Pretty much the way I loved that first one. Total 180 on, on this one here. Um, I feel like they unveil too much. I feel like I see where they're going. Uh, I feel like it contradicts the absolute end of the second movie. movie. Um, and I'm just not that excited. Um, I, I'm in the, at the, this moment, I'm reading the, there was a Bill and Ted comic miniseries that came out from Boom Studios. Think of it as, I guess, Bill and Ted two and a half in terms of like the movie sequences, like where it would fall. Um, cause it takes up place right after the end of the, uh, the show of the, the, the second movie. Uh, I'm halfway through it. I'm really enjoying that. I enjoyed those. I'm enjoying those two or three comics so far more than the trailer. I'm still going to check it out, but just a by the by there. There's um the girl. I don't remember her name. Maybe you can look this up, Monty, while I'm describing. The girl who plays um, um, Keanu's daughter in the movie. Her name is Bridget something or other. Um, uh, the actress name Lundy, is Bridget something. Lundy right? Payne plays Billy what? Logan. Bridget Lundy Payne. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Bridget Lundy Payne. Yeah, she she's actually on a really great show on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out yet, called um, Atypical. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's coming back yet or not, but uh, she's actually really great on that show. Um, so yeah, so check that out. I just happened to notice when I watched the trailer that it was her, and um, uh, I think I've mentioned that show before. Atypical. I think, you um, did. but yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I also should say when I did rewatch the second movie this past week. Uh, and they, they had baby boys at the end of that movie. So I'm interested to see how they're going to turn that around for, um, for the upcoming film. And, uh, we got a trailer from the HBO series, uh, Lovecraft country, uh, which I think was phenomenal. I'm about a third of the way into that book. I'm dragging my feet, uh, just coincidentally finishing it. Uh, considering, as I said, uh, last night, as I was streaming, putting together the prep sheet, um, considering considering all the protests and the social injustice conversations that's going on across the country, um, I will say it's at least worth reading the book, uh, which has um, some harsh real-life facts that are in there with a lot of science fiction. Uh, again, I'm only a quarter, a third of the way into the book. So, um, so far, so good. And I am uh, thoroughly enjoying it um, at the moment. So... Uh, check out the trailer. I think it's pretty good, and it's also worth uh, checking out the book so far. Uh, which, by the way, another book I'm actually reading because I can't just read one damn book at a time because I'm like a squirrel who's all over the place. Uh, Stephen King's Mist, because I absolutely love that movie. Uh, which version? The one that came out, God, was it 2005? The Darabout one. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's just a really good film. I like that a lot. Um, that's that's Darabout because you know I I actually like that one too. Um, I did like the previous version as well, but they're entirely two different films. Two thousand seven, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely great film, and uh, the book is so far really good too. Again, I'm probably about a quarter of the way into that as well. Um, we're getting some uh, Spider-Man three uh, and some uh, more Disney films like Mulan, Avatar, Star Wars. Those films are going to be getting pushed back. 
all because of the coronavirus. This is yep. stuff that we're not really surprised. Um, so it's going to be trickling in more and more. Um, I would like to mention as a side note, I know I'm just kind of rushing through stuff, but I kind of really want to get this in. Uh, Amazon Prime Video on August 1st, uh, Top Gun is going to be able to be streamed. So uh, be on Top Gun 2? Top Gun 1 is going to be streaming. Oh. Uh, and Because I, I haven't seen that movie in God knows, like high school probably. So I would right. really like to watch that uh, uh, <laughs> film again. Yes, Sandwich, you were not even a thought at the time. Um, I wasn't thinking that. I mean, I was, but I just wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> My way to, to the, the danger zone. Uh, and one more, at least one more bit of good news uh, before we go to break. <laughs> uh, the Boys, season two, we got a first look clip of uh, of the upcoming season. And it was announced that season three has already been greenlit to go into nice. production. Which, I mean, listen, we adored this show. We're going to watch yep. this second season as as soon as it becomes available, which is September fourth, so that gives us perfect amount of time to, um, well, we got Umbrella Academy. Uh, I feel like there's something else big in August that's dropping. Which, uh, uh, Hel- well, they announced Hellstrom. Hellstrom, yes, but I don't know when that's actually starting. That would be a new Marvel series, but not within the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. technically. Uh, I think that's going to be on Hulu. Uh, I don't know if that made the prep sheet or not, um, but it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like the Conjuring, but a little bit more Marvel uh, cult cultish, a little more s- supernatural ish. So yeah, I thought it was something um, on it's, Netflix. It's like, a oh. good book. It's a good book. So I, I imagine. Um, that the series will be good. I'm looking forward to watching it. So yeah, I can't that. remember what the hell it was. I could have sworn another one is something that we uh, care about. But probably the boys is what I'm thinking of. So something that's some, that I care about. Yeah, something we care about. Oh, um, Rick, Rick and Morty. Yeah, no, South we already Mark. talked about that. I don't. I don't. Know. It'll come to me later. Um, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Big Kev, why why don't we go to break? Because I just ran through like 15 stories in like two minutes there. So. Will says the trailer reminded him of Constantine. Yeah, it's kind of like Constantine. Yeah, that's true. That that's a good example. Um, not like the movie Constantine, the TV show Constantine. Uh, such a so. good show. Well, uh, our live video has ended. So with that, we will bring uh, this uh, segment <laughs> of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. Episode five ninety nine. Uh, the one. For which we have no name. After these messages, we'll be right back. Monty, where are you getting your comics? From Gotham Comics at GothamComicsNJ.com. Do you know a store doing curbside during this pandemic? Yeah, man. Gotham Comics at GothamComicsNJ.com. But low, what if I don't live nearby? Do you know a store that'll ship my books? Yes, Young Sandwich, at Gotham Comics, which is GothamComicsNJ.com. What about toys, back issues, trades, statues, D&D merch? Yes, yes, and yes. Gotham Comics, whose eBay store is GothamComicsNJ. But Monty, what if I have questions? Will they answer me on Facebook? Yes, again, just search for Gotham Comics. All right, I get it. You can get basically everything you need at GothamComicsNJ.com or its eBay store, GothamComicsNJ. But what's your favorite comic book location? Oh, dude, the Savage Land, for sure. Wait, really? Not Gotham City? Why? Bro, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs.
Go to GothamComicsNJ.com for the latest books, vintage items on its eBay store, which is Gotham Comics NJ, or hit them up on Facebook for random collectibles at Gotham Comics. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Ridley Scott. I'm director of the Blade Runner. More human than human is our motto. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It's not an easy thing to meet your maker. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsors, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps! The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control we recommend you take them up on their premium offer you get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your x-wing including crates tanks personnel transporter lighting lamps fuel pump ladder as well as several static figures including ground crew members and even luke skywalker himself when you sign up for your subscription each month in addition to your parts of the model you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or at shows or conventions. I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildexman.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Oodalala. Uh West West Coast Scott said that we should uh we should start it again. He heard something. Did he You can't say that, Kev, because now I'm thinking we gotta restart the show and everything. You're throwing me off. No, no. I, look, look, look on the feed, sir. I laughed when he said it. Ah, <sighs> Wait, so okay. Four, okay. Three. Two, That's okay. I'm not doing other things. No. The show oh, God. No, no, no. We don't no. need to do that. No. No. You just heard a little don't. sponsor from my friends over at No? No? Okay. Nothing. <laughs> All you boys. Oh you do, boys. Do, 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 do. Premium offer. So Comic Cons. Comic Cons. Comic Cons. The many different Comic Cons. Many different yeah, Comic Cons. So- so what flavor do you were, like your Comic Con? Some of them were great. Some of them were terrible. Mm. Um, and it kind of goes the gamut, you know. Um, mostly though, Comic Con, and and I think what this pandemic is going to show us about conventions in general, like Comic Con, is that nobody cares about the content. 
everybody cares about the exclusives. Because anybody, all anybody wanted to know was, what are the exclusives, and when does the stuff that you're revealing go up for order? And if it goes up for order immediately, and it's not a convention exclusive, then they got orders. Sideshow must have made about a billion dollars in the last five days. Because not only did they have convention exclusives, but they had new product that they showed for the first time, which either went up, uh, went up then, or is going up as we speak. So you know, I, I'm not sure whichever one. You know, it's different for different products. Like for example, they had Iron Studios did two. I mean, a hundred amazing pieces, but two pieces that were absolutely phenomenal, as far as I'm concerned. They did two little surfer statues, uh, one of Adam West Batman, uh, you know, with the yellow uh, board shorts over his, uh, the yellow shorts over his bat uniform on the surfboard with the can of shark repellent, <laughs> if you've ever seen that. And then oh the Joker, God, and the Joker with his surfing shorts on over his costume, like with his leg kicking up in the air. Yeah. I mean... They're phenomenal. And the first time that they showed them was at Sideshow Con, and they went up for order today. And that they weren't exclusives. It was just the product that they show is going up. Iron Studio stuff that they showed for the first time is going up for order. So, yeah, it was really uh, – it, it, it really is about – it really is about slinging stuff and not so much about content. Because I can't even really think of a lot of content stuff that I heard. I mean, the Rick and Morty, the Hellstrom. Um, but was there like anything? Did, did, did you guys hear anything significant come out of any of these cons that was not product related? No. Not really. Because honestly, I, I just struggled so much to understand the structure and how things were being organized it made it hard for me to really understand what might have been news coming out of a convention or just news that was just public published straight online right you know and and really what it it does is it shows the i mean other than the social aspect and the cosplay which again you can go either way on that um you know there are certain aspects of of cons that just are irrelevant in this day and age. And this pandemic proved it. You can release all that information online. You can have Zoom panels online, although, to be honest with you, I can't really think of any, but you can do them. Uh, and other than the fact that they still haven't worked out the whole exclusive system online, uh, other than that fact, you know, what does anyone need to go to a convention and be mixed in, unless you like that sort of thing, be mixed in with 150,000 people jammed into lines uh, up before the sun so you can get in line to be a football field away from the stage in a seat where you can't see anything but a video screen anyway, which is what you'd be doing at home. If you were home, you know, mm -hmm. like what, what, what is, you know, the, I, I, I think we've seen the beginning of the end of the convention, at least as we know it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if they just sort out a way to get exclusives to people 
who want them uh, and not, I mean, I can't even tell you, you guys, all of the stuff that's going around, how um, guys have created bots that go in and buy exclusives, bots mm -hmm. to buy fucking toys, exclusives. Here's the best example of that. Um, during this Comic-Con business or whatever it was, Target re-released the BFG Falcon. Do you guys know what that is? It's the yeah. Millennium Falcon that was released, let's call it 10 years ago. BFG stands for Big Effin' G, BF, I don't know what it means. But, you know, it's the big fucking thing. Yeah, it's that. That's exactly what it is. It's the big one. The really, really big one. The one that in the second market now, it's probably eight, nine hundred dollars or more to get one, right? They re-released that ship that ship. They repackaged it, they rebranded it for Galaxy's Edge. So instead of Han Solo and Chewbacca, you get Chewbacca, a bunch of porgs, like ten or so porgs, um, in that three and three-quarter scale, and Hondo. Uh, the smuggler guy who is like kind of everywhere at smugglers. Well, one of us has been there and 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 didn't bring anything back for anyone. Sandwich. What's that guy's name? It's Hondo something. Uh, I don't remember honestly. I keep saying Hondo Ashoka, but I don't think that's it. No, whoever he is, you get a figure, a three and three quarter figure of him as his likeness in in the park. And you also get the square dish on the foul. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl. From Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes. Go. Who are you signaling me? Go. Yeah, you. You're the one who's not talking, and then talking, and then not talking. Go. I, I'm trying. I'm adjusting the thing. Folks, we're having technical difficulties here. We're trying Most to make things work. Sandwich. Don't don't blame the kid here. Okay. Don't blame let's the kid. Try this. For a fourth time, fourth, fourth or fifth, fifth, fourth time, we are having a technical. We are having a technical issue. We are having a technical issue. We regrettably will not have the video from the early part of this segment. We will pick up the audio portion by saying that the Smugglers Run branded Millennium Falcon which is the same as the big one they put out several years ago, uh, sold out instantly at $400 at Target, uh, was put up again after so many complaints that people weren't getting them. They put it up again, and it instantly sold out. So one of you has terrible feedback. Everything sounds good on my end. All right, I'm just saying, from my end, it's like bothersome. Anyway, and they're saying that this is the result of bots, that bots have been created to buy these exclusives online, and that's why they instantly sell out. 
And of course, they show up mysteriously. They they show up on eBay already for sale, uh, even though they're not coming out until August. So, uh, and at you know a significant uptick in price. So there's that. For sure. Uh, do we want to talk about the uh, sentient comic book that we teased last week? Do we want to hit that next? Well, I, I are we done talking about? Comic cons? Did you guys see anything or experience anything? Or? I, I mean, listen. The, uh, my biggest concern was the fact that I had struggle. I struggled just trying to organize the goddamn thing. For me, it was easier just waiting for press releases to drop after the fact, or just any headlines that came out in general, um, because it was just, just so disorganized. Um, I mean, I, I'm waiting to see. You know, maybe we, there's going to be like a october new york comic-con version of it so maybe this was like a dry run and i'm hoping that something more uh concise comes together for that but um <laughs> listen great effort but that was it it was a hot mess and i i struggled personally to kind of um get anything it was easier for me to just see what images were coming out from those studios uh or toy makers um, yeah. on instagram or twitter it was just easier to just kind of keep track of stuff that way for me personally I mean, I, some I, of some. Oh, I'm sorry, sandwich. Go ahead. No, I honestly had no clue that I guess Comic Con was this weekend until we. I guess people started talking about. It. I was like, oh, I guess Comic Con is this weekend. I had no clue any of that was going on. Like, I feel like I saw no, no like press about it or no like I had notice about it. But maybe I just wasn't seeing it. Sandwich, were you? Were we playing GTA when the Funko thing dropped? Yeah, you ordered something. Yeah, so Funko dropped all of their exclusives all at once for order, and it was kind of a just a mad rush to buy it. So much so, the system crashed, hmm. and extraordinary amounts of people did not get... I mean, I don't know anyone besides myself that got exclusives. And all I got was, as is the custom, I got the Scott Pilgrim exclusive, which was um, Kieran Culkin's character, uh, whose name I forget at the moment. Um, but I'm the only person I know, like OG didn't, uh, E-Rock didn't, a few other people I know, did not get Funko exclusives because of the website debacle. Hmm. I, I, I don't know that they repaired that or not, but I think what was happening was the age-old problem of it's in your basket and before you can check out someone else has bought it from your basket and i don't understand why this hasn't been fixed and addressed in everyone's software there should be a time limit when you put something in the basket it's in there for a time limit and not three minutes because the way these sites run and how they're overrun during uh these conventions and these drops that happen, that needs to be a significant amount of time, like a half hour Almost or like more. They do that that for Ticketmaster. They should do the exact same setup. Try yeah. to buy concert and tickets or sports sporting events. And you know what? I'll take it a step further, Monty. It should be, um, I'm trying to remember who's doing this. It's an open order period, right? <laughs> so you order, like you see something that you want, you see an exclusive that you want, whatever, right? And there's an order period, almost like HasLab, but I'm thinking much shorter, like much, much shorter. Like you have 24 hours to order this product. And 
when the 24-hour window closes, we will produce that amount of products mm -hmm. that have been ordered in the 24 hours or make it five hours or make it two. Don't make it two hours because it'll crash. You got to make it a reasonable 12 hours. You got to make it a reasonable amount of time because people are just getting frustrated and pissed off and you're making millionaires, uh, uh, so to speak, uh, out of these guys who are smart enough to write bots to buy exclusives for them online. It's terrible. I, 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 I'm a member of a lot of the groups on Facebook for different things, Mezco groups and other groups. And guys go on there and say, hey, I just got 10 of these things that were a one per customer limit. Mm -hmm. And they show you that's terrible. 10 confirmations. That's, that's terrible. And that's across the board. That's not any one company. That's across the board. And meanwhile... Regular guys like me uh, who are trying to order it can't get it or they have, you, you know, like I, I understand I'm in Hawaii. So if anything is on East Coast time, I'm six hours behind. It's going to drop at nine in the morning. That's 3 a.m. here, you know, and it's also 6 a.m. in California. But 3 a.m. I mean, that all aside, I'm just saying I don't understand how they've not figured out how to do this in a more fair and balanced way that will provide everybody the opportunity to uh, enjoy getting exclusives from Comic-Con there. That's my last word on it. Um, one thing I just want to hit on that um, is coming across for me on Facebook, uh, the uh, kind of a convention. There's the, the Clifton comic book show has been an annual thing going on for, I don't even know how many years now, probably as long as this podcast has been going on. Uh, obviously they're not happening right now because of, uh, COVID, <clears throat> but they are doing one in Wayne on August 16th. They have a second floor ballroom where they they have an extra amount of space where they're going to be able to, um, 5,000 square feet actually, where they're going to be able to separate everyone, do social distancing, put people in little by little, uh, in case you need a, uh, you know, you need a little bit of a comic book fix. So it's worth just, uh, Google the Wayne comic book expo, uh, to see if you're interested in that, because these, honestly, I, I much prefer going to these smaller shows, working with the, the smaller mom and pop type stores like this to try to, uh, uh get, some of the uh, the classics, the vintage stuff that you may want for your collection. So, just just worth taking a look. Cause I even did like a video review of the Clifton show uh, some years back. Cause I've always been a big fan. So there you something, go. Something I want to throw out there. Um, talk about some. Speaking comic of comic books. Speaking of segues, Big Cat, sentient. Sentient. Now I'm relying on you here, uh, Mr. Monty, because I don't have my copy in front of me. I actually left it in my Jeep. Well, you know, so um, you're talking about the one that has the art by Gabriel uh, Hernandez Walta, uh, written by Jeff Lemaire. Um, yes. Which had. Um, uh, it's been nominated TKO for several Studios. awards. Yep, from TKO Studios. TKO Studios. I got to tell you. Uh, I'm 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 I've done sentient. I'm halfway through the next one, which we're going to talk about next week. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to tell you, I really loved sentient. I thought it was really great. Um, I read I it myself. The art and I was liked really it. interesting, really different. Well off the mainstream. Um, I thought the story was really well executed as well. And there were a lot of pitfalls there. I think that could have occurred. Uh, in that story, and I think they dodged them 
really, really well. What about you, uh, Mr. Mayhem? I we got to um, try to keep sandwich awake. Yeah, I'm um, awake. I uh, thought I'm like, all right, well, we we know where this is going to go. It's going to, you know, go in this start, general direction of a story, and then the, you got a curveball, kind of what five, ten pages in, um, and I I saw how they kind of combine like classic stories in this world, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great read. It was a great standalone read. They could continue it if they wanted to in some capacity. Uh, but I thought it was, it's absolutely worth a pickup. I purchased this. I, I, I put, picked this up at retail on Comixology, uh, and it was absolutely worth every penny. I, I recommend others doing the same, pick it up. Um, it's, uh, it, it has some classic, um, American novel kind of feels to it, some movies as well. Uh, but it felt fresh. I have the trade. Uh, so, you know, if there's a way, am I here? Yep, am I there? there? Yes. There. Oh, I popped out for a second. I think I have the trade. I think it's excellent. I'm I'm still a, I'm still a reading it as a book guy. Mm-hmm. And then he popped. So. And then he's gone. Womp womp. But the one thing, uh, uh just go. to add on as we're waiting for Kev. Oh, that Kev, you back? Hey, I'm back. Hey, uh, and I'm gone. What were you, <laughs> what were you saying, sir? Uh, I was saying. This is what we guys. This is what we're dealing with right now. Uh, the, uh, this is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Uh, the one thing I'm just going to add on is that uh, we're, I'm. I just started reading the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, I'm literally only like five, ten pages in, so I, I really can't comment there. But um, so far, they're hitting it. That's out of the, the one park. we're talking about next week. Yes, yes, we will okay. definitely talk about that. I'm excited for it, uh, and I, I really want to read the other stuff that they have uh, on Comicsology right now. Because I like I like supporting these kind of folks who are outside of the, the Marvel DC I, world. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure Kev is making a brilliant point right now. Yeah, like I, I, I can I mean, feel. Do they have a his, website? Is it TKO? Is their website? I, I was is, asking if they have a website. Uh, checking out right now. I think it's TKO presents. TKO presents is the name of their website. So you right. can kind of so get an can, overview. Check it um, out over there. And by the way, this is exactly the sort of thing I was talking about before with like everything going digital for these conventions. Like these are the kind of publications that are going to go under the radar, unfortunately, because they don't have a Marvel DC kind of backing uh, or video games in some capacity, which is really unfortunate because these are the kind of stories that, um, you know, people who are college age to, to grandpa age are really going to enjoy reading. I, I cannot emphasize yeah. that enough. And I, I thought Sentient was well executed. I thought it was well. The characters I thought were really well laid out. That's a Jeff Lemire staple, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. And I think it was wonderfully executed here. I'm not surprised after reading it that it's up for some awards. I didn't find that surprising at all. Correct. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I would say it, it, it's definitely a contender. Um, I mean, I could see it become yeah. a, a show of some capacity without a, a, a doubt. A movie, I mean, it, it, it lays out like a movie fairly easily, which I think is something enjoyable about the storytelling that you can kind of see it in other. I think that's something that we've talked about before, Monty. You can see it easily transferring into other formats as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely see that happening. Um, yeah, and the artwork, like I said earlier, I thought the artwork was really unique and well-suited for the story. 
you know, the design and the whole, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the ship, the kind of the space uh, suit design and, and other elements as well. Uh, I thought were really well executed. Yeah, this is a really, really good book. And, and, and I think it's definitely worth, like I said, like, like Monty said, you can pick it up uh, wherever you're getting your digital comics, like Comixology, or you can pick up uh, a trade paperback of all of the, uh, the, I think it's six issues, right? Six um, issues. Yeah, uh, you can pick up a trade of those issues at your local comic store or on your uh, online comic retailers, wherever you're getting your books these days, I'm sure your, uh, I'm sure your retailer will be able to uh, to get this for you. Yeah, definitely a I'd good read. I imagine so. Uh, I would even say that uh, uh, once we're done with Seven Deadly Sins, we kind of keep the ball rolling and kind of see what else they have. If uh, if the story, we we got two good. more after that. Um, I'm all down for that. So good stuff right there. Uh, sandwich. You're all done for what? What do you mean? Say again. It's all down. Like it's he's all ready down. for I'm it. I'm down he's, for it. Oh, down. I thought he said done. Like nah, I'm all done nah, nah, after nah, nah. Seven Deadly Sins. We got two more books after that, sir. I want to do more than two books. So there you go. Um, there you go. Sandwich, what else? Uh, you, you have a book of your own that you'd like to talk yes, about. I uh, do. That you're very excited about. So what do you got? I am super excited about this. Oh, First we of should all, probably bump it to next week then. Oh, how dare you. Wow. Sir. Wow. This is relevant to you as well, uh, senior geek stuff. So what I'm holding in my hands right now, I'm trying to show to the camera. I'm gonna set, I'm sending a picture to the boys real quick, and then I'm gonna post in the Discord's uh, the cover. This is Mythic Odysseys of Theros. This is the newest D and D book, came out last week. Uh, it's a source book. Uh, Theros, for those who don't know, is a Magic the Gathering uh, content first, since Wizards of the Coast owns both Magic and D and D. They were able to make it into a D and D book. Uh, it's a completely different plane. It's Greek mythology inspired, um, and I've I, when I heard about so, this, I was. Well, I have a so, question. So I have an it, answer. Okay, is it Greek mythology or is it Magic the Gathering? It's Magic the Gathering, but a, a Greek. It's Greek mythology with a Magic the Gathering take on it. Okay, interesting. So you can find a lot of. Um, you know, like heavy, like there's Counter a Zeus, yeah, no, but there's like a Merfolk. Zeus figure. There's a there's Merfolk in this book actually. There's like kind of spells also in D and D and magic. There's a uh, a god that very much uh, is Zeus. There's a god that very much you know is Poseidon. You, you but instead of calling them Zeus or Poseidon, do they call them by the Magic the Gathering equivalent name? Yes, basically, yes. Okay, now I understand. And, you know, what I like about this is in this plane, in this world, the gods are a lot more, like, involved in what humans are doing, a lot like they were in Greek mythology. So, you know, you're – I feel like in D&D, not that the gods are, like, not there, but, you know, if you're calling a god or communing with a god, it's a little, like, harder to do. In this book, the gods need, you know, human – need mortals to kind of be alive. Like they're, they're, there's no physical form to them. They're kind of just, they're made up by us believing in them. So there's, there's, oh. they have more of a stake in us. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic book. I like that we're doing new planes. I, I like that we're involving magic in D and D because there's a lot of, there's 25 plus years of magic the gathering that we could use for D D where if they really don't feel like working too hard on new D D settings, they could probably 
probably find a decent facsimile in a Magic the Gathering set somewhere. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I on the sandwich shop this week, I talked about some places that uh, might be good options for D&D books in the future. You know, we have an Egyptian set where there's Egyptian gods and stuff. There's for Monty, there's like a horror kind of place where there's, you know, zombies and werewolves and vampires and things that go bump in the night. And, you know, there's something for everyone. Yeah, that piqued so, my interest when I was listening to the show. I was like, I was waiting for you to just do the name drop for that one. Uh, but Sandwich, how, how much is this book here yeah. that uh, you have in your hands? Uh, like cost-wise? It's the stock standard forty nine ninety five for uh how many pages? Two hundred and some odd pages. Two thirty, I wanna say. Is it chock full of color illustrations? Yes, chock full of color illustrations. Um this is a source book where we've talked on the show before. There's source books, then there's module books. Module books definitely give a lot of great content, but source books I always enjoy getting a new source book because Absolutely it's just jam-packed with content you know there it's filled to the brim with content and so much a lot of great stuff yeah, looking through this books really allow a dm to create their own game where a module is sort of kind of laid out for you already you're just yeah. trying to get the characters from one end of the book to the other end of the book it's the difference between an open world game and a linear game a source Speaking book of open game. world games, uh, you can catch myself and the sandwich. We're, we're uh, not, over we're not, we're not there yet. At uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two, checking out that new update. We'll see. It's kind of late over here. Um, uh, here we go. I'm just saying. Anyways, back to the book. Uh, it's a fantastic. I saw stuff in there now, like monsters and enemies. Well, I'm like, I want to throw this at my players right now because I'm a horrible DM, but also because it's fun. Like, they've definitely done different things in this book too, where there's like monsters or like kind of end game creatures where you'll get them to zero HP, and then there's a stage two, you know, and then something else happens. Like, it's wow. so, it's so just. There's so much fun fucking content in this book, and there's a whole new list of gods, whole new places to explore, you know, political it's, stuff. It's too it's, bad. It's really too bad phenomenal. that Wizards of the Coast did not come to you for a quote to go inside <laughs> the book. Yeah, no. It's just full of fucking content. Always next time, <laughs> sir. Always next time. Yeah. Sandwich, that's the a next good book. stuff. Some good stuff right there, and you know what? Let's sandwich is that the is that the collector's edition cover that I yes think? yes. So there are two did you get covers then? Yes, I we have the collector's edition. I don't know if you guys saw the picture I sent, but it's fucking beautiful art. And there's um, there's the quote right there. I love it. Yeah. There's the this quote. book <laughs> has fucking beautiful art. The sandwich and sandwich. If people want to call in to talk about uh, their thoughts on the new book, they would call. If you were to call the GVM fucking hotline, we're at 201-730-2547. That's the right fucking Language. number to call right there. Which, which, by the way, has a nice new updated voicemail. Thanks to oh, you. Oh, yes. Thanks to you. Yes, truly well there. done. So uh, that, was, that was the goal for today for the show. Uh, but boys, let's wrap things up because we're going hella long at the at the moment. You can catch us on the social medias as Geeks of TNG on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitters. 
uh, well, you're, you're going to see a, um, a facelift pretty soon over geeksoftng.com. So make sure you are on the lookout there. Actually, that will launch next Tuesday, probably right before episode 600. Hot damn. And you can uh, catch me on the social medias as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and the YouTubes. Big Kev, sir. Uh, you can find me and the sandwich over on Xbox uh, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 Online now that it's updated, <laughs> at least until we get sick of this update and we go back to GTA. Uh, I am Big Kev GS on, on that network and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Uh, hot damn. Sandwich. You can find me on Instagram and the Xbox One Network at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Shadaisy. That is glorious. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Monty and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG to a close, episode 599. As we sashay into episode 600 next week, uh, the way we end some episodes by saying, Good night, John Saxon, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.